Connected to Yusra at a deeper level, but she has always this sort of Hello. thing that she puts over herself, you know? Yeah, it's always like a reverse back, or it's it's uh, generic. But I think um, I think she's trying to be better at that, man. I don't know, like not out of my experience, just. Um. She's been open about about she's been open about like um, her her mental health I would let's call it and um, like that's just already a step you know what I mean yeah I, I see that yeah I see. but this is this was me like physically in front of her. so changes of course when you communicate at this yeah this notebook man it's great it's like it's good it's like a good 200 pages or whatever and i've had it for a long time now like three months hey what is in this notebook but now it's empty it's still, yeah, it's still, like, we're not even, like, we're not even quarter way through, and it's been, and I, and I write in it every day. Nice. I realize that, uh, I'm, I'm going to start also writing from just a little, I have a couple notes at the top of each page that I add just to say, like, just a little bit of context or information cataloging. And it's nice to write, like, from where you're writing at the time you're writing. Like, I always put the time at the top of the page. I don't know. I find it an interesting habit. No, I do I do the same. I, do, I don't do the indexing. That's it. And indexing is more just every now and then I just I go back to read what I wrote, and I just put a couple notes at the top, little, like, keywords that that's what this page was about. Yeah. Because eventually you're going to have a bunch of notebooks and you're looking through and you're with your bad handwriting trying to find the piece that you once wrote. Like, there has to be some semblance that you can return to it. It's yeah, not yeah. Much, it's not compromising it. And don't do it. Like, in the end, it's good to reread what you just wrote. Simply synthesize it. Have that thought happen again and then build upon it, you know? Yeah. Because that's the best. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Clearly, if you were making the argument in some sort of logical order, clearly you were reaching a place that you would have reached anyway. Like, if you set it up again, you'll know where you were going to go with it. I think there 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 has to be like a, a room with canes. Yeah, right. Like it it'd be nice to have period pieces and like not in the uh, cosplay kind of thing, but to put you in a different era, place era. Yeah, 
I think I definitely like the idea of having a room that's all 70s. But this, yeah, when man. you're in this room, you only dress like you're in the 70s. <laughs> and the music is only played in the same way that you would have been in the 70s. So any music that would have come out after does not exist. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's borderline cosplay, you know? Records. Like, you just, you live that life right now in this room. And you just try it. You just try it. Because why not? What if, what if that was uh, also, like, a way to, for people from, the, like, who actually lived the 70s to, to, like, live again? You know what I mean? And it could be, it's also ther- therapeutic. Maybe people have, like, amnesia or, like, and they live in no, this no, life. No, no. Get your head out you're of like, there. You're like, no, 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 no. Totally wrong angle. Where are you going with this? No. <laughs> We're not trying to make a fucking charity foundation of the people with them need to relive their fucking... Yo, listen. No, no. Oh, listen, dude. Rob, listen. This is not the primary thing. Like, the primary thing is to be, like, in that mindset. But then, like, you know, like what if someone just wants to come and hang out there, man? Like, why not? Like, let them do that. Okay, fine. If that's what you want, like I'm, I have no objection to that particular point. <laughs> what I'm thinking, I'm not. It's no like goal. There's like no nine, goal. Ten interesting characters. It's fine. You have a house with like nine, ten interesting characters, but it's sort of improvised. And every couple of weeks, every couple of days, a, group, a team comes in, totally redecorates the space overnight, Ooh. and changes out changes out your wardrobe entirely. Yeah. And the whole function of it is the creative process. That you have these eight people who have to come up with, who just have to brainstorm with no predetermined outcome except to simply follow whatever it is they seem to want to follow that's it you know like give people and it's called creative freedom yo man like that that's such a that's such a cool thing to do and i feel like Like, i I feel like we can do it man yeah of course man i agree like don't you think that the, the don't you think that in Jordan you'll be able to, you have a bit more control, like you have more capability to do things because of your connections and how small it is, that you can you can actually do things that you want in terms of projects? Um, to be honest, I think doing things that you want definitely has to do with the people that you know. There's no doubt. And that's why it's, it was so, it's nice kind of to work at schools because you, you have access to all these people. But you got to start somewhere, right? And typically all you need to do is meet one right person, one good fixer, and he'll set you up. No. Because, right? Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I'm just, uh, like, you know, why, I think there's a, there's a big kind of refrain from being in Jordan when it comes to creative now because of the inability of working there. But, but if you had this project and you had the capability of doing it, you know a lot of people there, man, and you know a lot of, you, you can find good, talented people and they would be down to do this, you know, as opposed to if you, if you did it here. I don't know. Or anywhere For else. some reason, I'm very skeptical of anything that is, that is created in Jordan. I just don't That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Just... No, but there's more access. That's all I'm saying. It's like... So... But, you know, like, I'm not even thinking of these practicalities, dude. Because I honestly believe this is the type of thing that if you do, if you do it, you do it right. And you do it right, of course, in a country where you can do drugs. <laughs> like, of course. And we'll keep going back to that Just, idea. 
Like, are you kidding me? Like, do you want it to be a total, like, of course you want a room where you do mushrooms together. Yeah. Of course. It's going to be a sober house of creativity. What? What are you smoking, man? Slap on hand. <laughs> Her face. What are you smoking? <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. Yo, man, they like in the in the that show, the House of Fun Things, like they they're outside and they're celebrating something. Those three guys with a group of people, and then this Indian dude who's like wearing nice like Western clothes, like a polo shirt tucked in, and he comes and he's he, he just says hey, and then they go, oh hey, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Come on over, Jerry. And they start talking to him as if he's actually Jerry Seinfeld. And it's totally fine. It's, the, it's, it's you go with it. Because they, they, they ask him, like, hey, uh, Jerry, I was thinking, um, do you think um, we can hang out and, like, maybe have coffee, like, in a car? You know what I mean? Like, just hang out. And he's like, um, no. And like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's, it's perfect, man. It's perfect. <laughs> Like, I mean, it sounds like a... Why, why can't we do that? Funky. Yeah, of course we said. We could do anything. We could do absolutely anything. <laughs> you know, I think that's what I was getting at when it comes to... I think films could feel like my meaningful philosophical contribution to the world, but this type of shit feels like my day-to-day, like enjoying everyday type of <laughs> existence. Like a, an, idea, an ideal world, you would be doing both at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? One day's this, the other day's that. The art of telling the story is, is, is uh, yeah, a different level. It draws me to YouTube. I was thinking, okay, what if you just go to like a random country, go into like a random market, and the goal of, is to find someone who, with whom you're going to live for the next like 72 hours? <laughs> you know, just to find some like market guy, but hey, can we, can we live with you? Just to, to figure out just someone where you don't pay for it, essentially hitchhiking into someone's home. Yeah. And right. film the whole experience. <laughs> and then, like, they, they get. You just experience maybe someone like his someone's death like with him. You know what I mean? Like you have no idea who this guy is, and then his cousin dies, and like, or his, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you and film it. Some real shit. Yeah, exactly. You go to the funeral and you sit in the Aza. Imagine in Jordan, dude, you get mixed up in some tribal politics. Exactly, like kind of those stories, man. Are you film it? It's kind of vice, man. It's kind of vice. It's a vicey. It's vicey. Yeah, vice. Always vice is all the things going wrong. For me, it's more about like pointing the camera at a guy who's watching TV and holding the camera on him for like twenty seconds. Oh. You know. You know. 
wouldn't that be crazy if it's just out, out of a normal high fast taste fit video that suddenly you get caught in that long shot where you're just being asked just look at this man just look at him you know here's a man living his life you're living yours and he's living his mm -hmm. he exists you exist there's this there's this uh show called documentary documentary now and uh like they do mockumentaries so one of the episodes is, is a vice and jack black is in it as the as the the founder do you know do you know what i'm talking about the founder I of vice heard about it, but I haven't seen this one. it's funny it just gets more ridiculous I feel like I'm watching a lot of things, man. Well, I think you're just looking for inspiration. Yes, I agree. Uh, it is the time for you and me to, to use most of our time in the act of just thinking of doing. And I think coming up with ideas is always good, but maybe it'd be good to... Like, I don't know if you're writing anything down or anything. Uh, not but really. Seeing as I'm walking, I am not writing anything. <laughs> No, it's fine. I mean, I have my notebook here. Alright. Where is my pen? <laughs> Where is my Mont Blanc? It's actually, man, it feels kind of... I, I told you, I've been writing with my Mont Blanc pen. It's like... It's not that the pen is necessarily that... I mean there's yeah. a, there's a difference man like I my pen I, I think I have a good pretty good pen but if I had a Mont Blanc pen or like something else like specialized in in writing uh, it makes a difference man man but it's the different like the difference between like a cheap free pen that you get somewhere like a hotel pen and like a 15 euro metal pen is already substantial yeah like the Mont Blanc one is like it's my, my point is it's not, not relevant I have a valuable piece of like a, a valuable instrument that is carefully made and I take care of it and I respect it when I use it and my relationship to the page becomes different through the vessel that carries my thoughts onto the page yeah so I think, okay, you should probably get yourself like a Parker pen, like a $15 one. Oh, nice. Uh, a nice little metal pen with a good clip or something. Like, this is what people use back Changes, in the day, right? you know what I mean? Yeah, well, exactly. Well, if you want to get it back then, you can get the ink and the quill, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you realize that uh, Charles Dickens wrote used all his books with ink. And a quill. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking candlelight. Like, that's what these guys had to work with. Like, watch, hard wooden chair. Just, like, imagine a two-minute, like, shot. Like, a single static shot of him writing. <laughs> exactly. And that's two minutes of his life. And then the little distractions that happened. <laughs> Man, that would, be, that would be a good video, too, like... A day of Charles. It's a, a short day, film, right? It could be a, a, a one hundred percent a short film. A day, a day in uh, Charles Dickens' life. <laughs> it just 
thing is like that guy had a shitty like upbringing, man. Like Oliver Twist is based on his life. Oh, really? Being a, an, an orphan in that in Victorian England, man. Holy shit! Like it's not like he was just a casual guy who happened to do some writing. <laughs> Like, we forget that these people, like, have, they deserve our attention to things that they had to experience. And you can bet that they tell their perspective in a very high, in very high resolution. You know, man, with all these ideas that we have, all the different d diverse ideas that we have, we can do each one of them. It's like, it's just a little bit of research. If you want to make a historical yeah. accurate. There's probably that situation where we have so many of them that you feel like, well, if there's so many, there might be a good one around the corner that's better than the ones we've had. I don't know if I feel that way. I just feel like we're not... Um, we don't really, we haven't figured out the execution yet. And you and I are just like staring from the outside. Like, there's a long path once you start executing. Or maybe, you know what it is, man? I think it's because you and I are pretty competent at this point. And so there's really that feeling that anything we actually point our attention to now, that'll, it'll become a real deal. I mean, like, I'm not worried in a teenage sense of being a... Like, will it work or will it not? I'm not really concerned about that. Like, will we, be, will we do it or will we, like, it, because it'll be real and we will be giving our time to it. Is that how we want to give our time? Hmm. Do you think we should call Adel at some point? Yeah, but uh, probably going to be too late for you, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm calling him late, man. No, 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 during his date. No, man. Hold on. Why, hold on? Like, we're, we're not the type of friends who are like, oh, he's a knucklehead. <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's just like, it's, it's one of the first times where he has actual, you know, alone time with someone else. <laughs> with someone else, man. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> no, because you're totally right. Of course not. I completely ignored <laughs> man, it's been a while, you know. What I mean? Yeah, man. I'm mean, like, here, kick down the door, <laughs> give him the safety blanket. And that's that's the t that's, oh, the, that's the title of the of the show, kick down the door. Kick down the door. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of built on this idea that. The, the, the portal to another person's existence is a is a digital device they probably have in their pocket as we speak or right next to their head as we speak yeah you know and so it's like it's not that hard it's actually you could reach anybody and the worst thing you'll get is someone who's like wait a minute I'm in a meeting it's like okay call me back and it's like are you in a meeting okay yeah um, it's a Zoom meeting. It's like, are you are you needed? It's like super needed. Could you just turn off your camera and mic for a second and just like hang out with us for five minutes? <laughs> and they'll be yeah. like, okay, sure, whatever. What's up? God knows what what happens, you know, or what could happen.
please. And I, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I just wrecked your professional, your professional, serious, <laughs> serious life. On your presentation of the effects of COVID on economical <laughs> consulting. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for tigers. Exactly. We're looking at the quarterly sales reports of the the biannual market quarter of the Seren Foundational <laughs> Investment Quota across state lines in the MENA region in Asia. <laughs> this report is FHAC, FHAC approved as well as accredited by the Triple Star Accreditation System. The SADC Purple Star, the, the, the well-acclaimed, as you all know, <laughs> Purple Star Accreditation System. Not only, exactly. Our, our fellow here, Michael, he's been, a, he's, been, he's been great. He's actually won uh, three of uh, the, the PCRIS Awards. Simultaneously. Like, yeah, exactly. At the same time, he was the first person in history. <laughs> through his analysis of through his, anal- time, his risk assessment analysis. <laughs> his groundbreaking risk analysis of pillow fighting. <laughs> and then the me- mechanistic re dialogues of the interpretive dilemmas that he had to conquer with it. <laughs> man, the yesterday, man. It's the- so crazy, man. <laughs> Yesterday was crazy, man. <laughs> Tell me it went like, on just, and just on. Practice, man. On and on and on. It's complete. It's it's perfect Dude. practice, man. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe that's what we start doing. We just practice doing this type of stupid shit. Just like, is this another way of being in it? It's like improv practice, you know? I really enjoy this kind of stuff, man. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do the same. I enjoy it a lot as well. Because it, cause it's really specific. You cannot say anything, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I think as soon as you do it more often, like, because I'm particularly enjoying this, like, the, the retro encabulator type of speech. <laughs> Anything with the Aider, man, is just like... <laughs> <laughs> Anything that sounds like highly technical language that seems to sound realistic. Yeah, you know? it's too much, man, too much. <laughs> yeah, that's on YouTube, you know? <laughs> Like industry language, you know. Like, but the thing is, it's what's funny is that you should fake it up, you know. <laughs> like two people who know nothing about how two mechanics talk to each other make it sound like there's two mechanics who know what they're talking about to each other, <laughs> and then having like inside jokes about it all. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's like, actually just like the whole, the whole story is our interpretation of these things. Yeah, like when we were walking from like in Coke, like going back home and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie thought that you put the nut bolt in the 1800. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then he's like, "Wait, wait, wait! Let me guess. Did he? Did he? Did he pass level two AC? No, he didn't. <laughs> okay, that's exactly why." <laughs> exactly, man. Uh. <laughs> Too much, man. Too much. Because, 
in some sense, Graham, the only story we, you and I should ever tell is the one that we see. Not like, why the hell would we try and render mechanics in their realistic light? I know nothing about mechanics. So, like, why pretend that that's a realistic thing in my life? You know, why not just pretend with, I have this conception of what a mechanic is? <laughs> why is that valuable, though? Do you think that's valuable? Well, dude, why do we have to capture something? Like, why is anything valuable, man? Yeah, if yeah. It makes you think. It makes you, if you make, if you captures your attention. If, you're interested in if you laugh, what's going on. If, if, but you can entertain yourself. Because, dude, you never even know what meaning. Like, if that's the thing, once you create the art and then you watch it 50 times and then you begin to see a pattern that you couldn't see when you didn't have the chance to watch it in order 50 times. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we talked about this before. And where where are we now? Where are we in life? Like, what? Wh how would if you if you were to see yourself fifty years from now and then look back at yourself fifty years ago, like, like how would you describe this period of life? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Oh man, such great years. Like that's when I fill in the blank. That's when I realized, or that's when. Uh, I, or you can be like, oh, man, I was stupid at the time. That's the age that I got it. You know? Yeah. In some sense, I feel that's what it is, and I feel that every second I dedicate towards paying attention to that it that I feel that has been gotten, it seems to be an enriching, growing sort of gravity that starts to pull. Like what? It's not. A, it's not one day. You know what I mean? It's. It's. It's a continuous process of daily iterations of this thought of whatever and everything that alludes to that thought or leads to that thought through like a one year two year whatever duration long-term duration it's a you know what i mean it's a mindset that you're creating it's not you're building it that's it that's it that's all it is it's just a matter of how you look at things right and you'll be able you'll be able if you if you trust yourself if you I hate to use the word love yourself if you want like you know what I mean y you will know when when to move next and to what direction hopefully yeah, man. well this is the, that Bukowski philosophy of don't try just just do like just do don't try yeah and yeah you, I think you'll find the patterns the patterns will emerge by themselves without like I found which was incredible like the two the two or three times today when you and I were discussing this idea of okay let us think about kings, or let us think about, um, there was another thing that we had to think about, or let's think about designing the house. Both times in those moments, the air... It's oh, just stopped, yeah. Suddenly it was time to bring, think about these things. Like, remember, and this is one thing I think is the most important, my most, most important insight about creativity, and it's probably not that original, but creativity is reaction. Reaction to anything. Ah, reaction. Okay. And mm -hmm. saying, think about this, but you don't start that way, right? I think so. You have to sort of lay some fish or lay some bait out, and then use those as the place your starting points. Have a couple different starting points where you enter the room from, right? There's so many ways to formulate a thought. Yeah. And methodical, become methodical in how you give yourself those starting points because you can understand that there's a process to it. Different starting points mean different ways of approaching an idea. Do you think methodical is is a is a good thing or is it a bad thing? 
to the protocols? Yeah, so let me expand a little bit. Like the idea of uh, realizing realizing these different trends that you have or patterns and emphasizing on them. That, that makes sense, but it also puts you in a certain type of tradition, to a certain type of uh, rhythm or uh, so you get used to. You know what I mean? So do, I you, do you listen to those or you do not? Well, for my own sake, man, I have to try and simplify this because I feel like I've gotten a little bit complicated in, in the weeds. I, I think that the, the creative process for us has been stifled by this we should, we should, we should, we should sort of mentality and that, that results in inaction. I, I believe that by doing creativity in the sake of simply moving forward, regardless which direction you move, it is a, it is a form of action that feels like it builds momentum towards more action rather than from sitting and saying we need to have more action. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like learning from the past and understanding that the creative process needs a few types of like fire starters. You need to think of your fire starters sure. that bring you in a place where you just enter and you don't think about where you're going because as soon as you've decided where you're going, that's not creativity. Not really. Yeah. And you like, think, think, think of how a story could unfold. Like if you wrote a story, not with an outcome in mind, but with a character in mind and the first thing that happens. So the idea is that you decide everything based on, well, this is how the situation is, and this is what could happen as a result of it. No, I agree, man. Do you believe that um, all creatives have this have this sense of what we've realized right now? Is that the difference between this creative and the other creative, or or what, what we are now versus an, another creative? Is it... Is it just that they do stuff? Is that the only difference? Like, that they've done stuff? Like, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Like, like, I think there's probably yeah. so many differences, right? I mean, creativity never had any rules for what it could be. The problem with film schools and art schools is that they try to put rules on creativity, which is kind of insane. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, people say that Films are only films if we call them films. Like, wait, what do you mean? Do we have a camera and a microphone? You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, why do you have to make a film in the same structure that every other film is a film? I woke up today in the morning, and uh, I looked to my wall right in front of me, and there's like, it was just the shadows of some branches. And then it was like, yeah, just shadows of branches. And everything else was stable. And But the branches were moving. And I just filmed that, man. Like, it was just like, whoa, that's really cool. So I, woke, I just woke up. I stood on my bed, which I haven't done in a while. And I, was, I got up and I was like, whoa, I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't used to it. And then I just filmed it. And it's like two angles. But that's it. I don't know what I'm going to use. I don't know what I'm going to use it. I don't know what. Think of the organizational structure, man. Like you're at a nice, beautiful early stage where you don't have that much yet. But have it be somewhere where you can access it randomly in an organized way that doesn't influence it creatively. That's why I like chronology. Because like, if you start putting them in boxes or in categories, well, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't have the answer. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think everybody has to find their own way. But yeah, I mean, a sense of organization is really important because we've kind of agreed on if we can't access it again then there's no use of it 
So, but it's also like, let's say you, you, you have a certain type of shot that you notice yourself keep doing. Now you have a folder of, you, you give it a sort of name. And now because you have a folder with that name, you're already kind of predisposing yourself to look for more of it. You know, and looking totally for patterns fun, yeah. in the world, that, that's always very interesting. That's a perspective and that's a whole series and that's what people love and what you love too. Man, have you, um, you know that, like, when, when Wim Hof and these guys, they go out of the water, they do this thing where they sort of, like, bicycle with their hands? Sure. It's like their each hand, like, pushes out into the air, but crosses left and right. Okay. It's crazy, man. Like, I've been doing it for just hours in the day. <laughs> and it's like you're in a... You're in this like momentum space, but you're moving. Your body is moving, right? That's the thing. You're because your body was built to move all the time. I feel like all I, the time. I feel like I, I used to do that as a kid, man. Like you do things like and you you start stop you stop thinking about it, but you're still doing it. I'll find it again, man. Just by just by standing up and like that's the thing. I'm on the phone, but the arms are going left or right, left or right. <laughs> Wow, man. That's what I'm saying. I took the first cold shower today. That's great, man. How'd it feel? I, I broke the ice. You did it. In the water, I was like... <gasps> yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah. then suddenly, two minutes passed before I noticed it. And I, got, I turned off the water. Wait. And my body felt this deep heat yes. throughout my whole body. Yes. And how are you? How are you breathing? Like in the end, in the beginning, in the beginning, it's <laughs> and then after, right? No, man. you start taking deep breaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus, 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 yeah, focus, yeah. focus the mind, focus the mind. Yeah. And I thought, man, okay. And then today, after the cold shower, went for a hike. You know, like come on, man. Like that's a great way to live. You know. Yeah, and then we. Been pacing up and down the balcony, smoking some good weed. And that's how, that, that's how you end, have ending. This is how you have an active life, like physically. I'm saying. Exactly, and you just have to consistently find ways to keep yourself physically engaged. You but don't have to go to the just, gym. You don't have to do these exercises, man. No, fuck the gym, man. I've always found the gym to be this like creatively dead space. I have to, I, I have to like, exercise this. Like. These are the rules. This is how you keep your body healthy. Hey, fuck that, man. My body is healthy. It does not mean big chest and shoulders. You know, my body healthy means sort of active, good Move, heart, movement, good circulation, movement, flexibility. That's a healthy body. You know. Yes. In fact, training your muscles like that, pretty much ask any bodybuilder, causes real imbalances in their body. Because it's artificial imbalances. Mm. It's unnatural. Totally unnatural. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, you have to also consider the the different ways that people trained back in the day, like not back in like like thousands of years ago. Like in like, if you were to study the training methods in Japan versus the training methods in Rome and versus the training methods in the in the Mayans, like. You you have to find some sort of uh, uh, a study there. Like you'll find you'll find something that will unify all of them. 
I think they're all totally fascinating. Oh, man. He's like, you want to watch it insane? Like, there's there's a lot of insanity about the movie. I didn't finish it yet because there was, I kind of, I was getting kind of deeply disturbed by it. What are you talking about? But it was called, let's see, uh, there's a movie we watched called Monos. And it's about a couple of kids who were like uh, stolen into no. the, the child soldier world of the guerrillas uh, in the mountains no. of Colombia. And like how they form a bond as a group of monos that they're called and the way they train. And it's like, it's intense. And what's funny is that our Colombian friends looked at it as like, oh yeah, this is normal. You know, that's like, that's the shit they grew up with. They understand that this exists in the mountains. Uh, man, that's crazy. I don't know if I'm in the mind, mind yeah. space right now, but no. it's crazy. No, no, no. I would not recommend it for right now. What's her name? This is um, Sofia Buenaventura. She's pretty. She's kind of pretty, man. She has this. Um, Barcelona. Oh. We spend like a day learning everything we learn about Antonio Gaudí and how this incredible artist at some point decided, like, was commissioned to make a cathedral and then dedicated the rest of his life to do it. And then died suddenly one morning when he was hit by a tram. And then we will smoke a tremendous amount of herb and go to Sagrada Familia. Come on. And experience that building, man. After we've learned everything we can learn about it. Like, I read, I read what was like. I, I we went into the museum and saw everything, but like, I don't recall much about it, man. And I just different frame of reference, man. Exactly. Like some some fellow weed smoker, which I'm sure he was. <laughs> you know, who lived a. A creatively incredibly prolific life. Man. You know, it was a man. It was just a man. It wasn't like he didn't like us. He smoked weed. He drank wine. He was a man. And that that man produced that. Yo, man, that's crazy. I have this uh, photo on my desktop of uh, <clears throat> it's uh, one of his buildings. I don't know how I can show you. Uh, it's okay. So, but anyways, it's like... Just, send, just put the link at this part. I'll look at it later. It's, uh, anyways, like... I, this is a photo I took. You probably have this feeling too. But I want to vocalize it. Um, I have a really... It, this photo brings me a certain energy. It, it, it gives an impression on me. Makes an impression on me every time I see it. And... I see it for for its for reasons, you know, specific reasons. But then, like, Tara saw this the photo and she's like, "Oh, I love this photo," like she's seen it before, but she's just saying it. And oh, I love this photo. And she's like, "There's like this light between the two statues," and she she pointed at something and I like I had not noticed that whatsoever, but that's how she she derives beauty from it, and the value that she gets from it is through that. And it's like, man, I didn't like, I didn't mean that. 
but okay good for you like it's kind of a weird, weird it's feeling, man. It's hard to take ownership of your work when you realize that people see things in it that you never intended and had no idea about. You know? They have to owe a lot of our work to the accident that is creativity and moments and space. Well, I mean, I, what I feel is I feel uh, happy because I feel valuable, basically, that someone else was able to, to derive value from a photo that I took regardless if it was intentional or not. Oof, it's a beautiful thought. Yeah, that's it. It's just about feeling valuable. I told you about the Swedish Museum, right? Yeah, man. And I think you... I, I told you yesterday, but I think you need to do it, man. Of course, man. I, I, like, I responded perfectly to her without even realizing the scale of what they were asking. <laughs> I just said, Hi, Jessica, I am... Uh, humbled by your offer and that you consider my work of the caliber of your exhibitions i would be glad to be involved that's really nice know man. what you could need what how i what you need from me that's all i said that's great so when will the, and yeah i don't know she's she, but it's their winter blockbuster so i imagine it's their it's like gonna be soon man i would love to be there man well, they have one in New York, too. I mean, but, yeah, man. Just, dude, once you're inside Europe, hold on. You just got to go to Jordan. Like, I'm telling you, I don't think travel's as hard as people are making it out to be. Almost all of these countries are permitting you to move for work. It happens to be, with filmmaker, nobody can tell you where your work is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe we can get you to come into Europe. It would make sense, right? Of course, it would make sense. Yeah, and I, mean, I was I was speaking to Todd, and she said like, all you need to do is tell them that like, you're going in for business, for example. That's it. That's it, dude. Like we're being taught, trying to figure out how to game the system. And there's plenty of proof that we work with the film guys. You work with us. You want to come? Come to Europe. Any other time, at any time. Let's figure out the permits. We'll get you to come into. I, you'd ha I think you'd have to enter through the Netherlands, just to. But the, what what that'll mean is that you go to Amsterdam, I meet you there, we hang out in Amsterdam for a couple of days, come down to Spain. Man. Did I even think is, there's great space for the us problem is, the, the problem my is, man, has a lot of space. We, like, the problem is, like, I, I, I was thinking of different options that I, I could have to spend my time. And I think I've, I, I, I thought about this. Where did I write it, man? يعني فكرت فيها طبعا بس I, I, I deemed it uh, not the most valuable time, uh, way to spend my time is to be in Europe because because I did not have my own space or, or because um, I would be spending money that I, I don't need to spend you know by working here and like what I have in DC is my own space and uh, some sort of income and uh, the, the ability to to meet girls basically like that's also one of the big reasons why I'm here. So, anyways, all I'm saying is right now is like, it's a great idea to go into Europe right now if I if I am able to satisfy the requirements that I have for myself right now. You know what I mean? Uh, firstly, I mean anytime. Not like tomorrow. I understand you. I was anytime. Oh well, I, I mean anyway, I was just sharing that with you. 
Of course not. I understand, dude. I totally understand. Like, I can, I can argue, oh, you know, there's, you could actually have your own room, total bedroom to yourself in Tarek's house, which is true. Yeah. He's a furniture, though. It is a real option that I could put on the table. Oh. And there's definitely some girls that you can meet. That you can meet. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Amsterdam. Like, it's a very different experience. And so that's that's an option that I think is available. And Tarek would be open to it. He'd, he'd be into it. And I don't know. So he might even be able to find some way to get some work together. Uh, who knows, man? We can come up with some shit. Yeah, yeah. But, right. uh, there's always more song, but the space is a little bit different. But what what I did when Omar came is I just moved my desk out to the living room. It's like it's it squishes the furniture together a little bit, but. It's just not a big deal, and I was happy. I actually liked having my desk there because it meant I was right next to the window where the sunlight came in. Yeah, that's really good. So I'm not, I'm not fussed, man. I actually liked it. I didn't like it, but I liked it. And so it means that you can have a like a bedroom, which is a space. Yeah, for mind. sure. Like yeah, that's really cool, man. But yeah, I mean, anytime. Like God knows what I'm, what I'll, what I'll be doing in Jordan. And Yimkin and Nuhalas, Yimkin and Nuhalas. Oh, okay. I got what I need. Like, what, I'll, what do I do now? <laughs> you know what I mean. Part of me wants to see what happens when there's like time, like free time with no commitment to do anything. In Jordan. But just we're in the same space. No, just oh, anywhere. We're in the same space. Like with no commitment to anything. Yeah, because like, I, feel, I felt like we, we could have done things in the parses, for example, but we had things to do, you know what I mean? And I had things to do. And... Exactly. There were responsibilities, there were tensions, there were, anyway, there were social yeah, yeah. life. There was a... That's interesting, man. I mean, that I think will definitely happen in the near future, I hope. But I feel like it, it will happen. Yeah, just gotta have, have to let it happen by itself. I mean, at this point, man, I honestly think the last couple of months, especially with the amount of weed we smoked, we've uh, reached the point where at least I can tell you how my experience was today. You know, we've done a lot of thinking philosophically about God knows what. And I, in the process, I feel like I've developed a real love for nature, especially being around the areas there in the past. There was just like a real mindful love for the natural world. And so today on the hike, this is like the first time I went on a hike and like smoked weed. And suddenly it was like super, super, super. When I soon some of the, the people we were with walked around the corner, and I found myself alone in like between all the trees, and there was a fall, big fallen tree, and I put my hands around the tree, and it felt like the like the firmest, strongest thing I could have ever felt. Yes, you know? man. Yes. And there was this like real moment of connection, and I'm like, so that's um. I think now if you go like spend time with your family in Oregon, like your experience and the lens through which you look at it will be very like substantially different. Yeah, man. But I think you should definitely continue smoking a lot of weed there. I mean, yeah. Uh, maybe do the maybe the pens. Oh. Like, like, let's just get used to that as the, the, the vibe you have. Like, without them knowing what you're smoking. Like they don't know that you're smoking anything, but they just, you're mellow. 
I mean, I'm going to be in, yeah, it's going to be completely different. It'll be for like, whatever, three, four months, man. It's not, not a big deal. So, wait, how long are you going to be in Oregon? Oregon, just uh, six days. And, oh, okay, and then? And, but, and, uh, and then, oh, yo, so I'm booking mid-March, I'm going to Portland, then I come back here, and then I'll leave on the 31st. So I'm, uh, and then uh, I'll be there until maybe August, and then hopefully by then I'll have a job, like as a teacher somewhere in the world, and yeah. That's my plan right now. And then, well, like, I hope for your sake that your documentary can give you enough of a financial reason to, to stay doing this world and not go into teaching immediately. <laughs> yeah, man, we'll see. And um, the, the, the teaching is an excuse to be able to... I don't know what it is. It's like, I really enjoy it, man. But I also want to be somewhere else and experience something different. And and the and the like winter break, summer break. Th that's a good chunk of the year, man. That I can do the fuck I want. That's a good point. With man. no There's worry. No, about that at all. no worry about anything, man. Because why? Because there's like passive income in that sense. Dude, especially for the film teacher, it's easier. No, like curriculum, like you have to teach this. Yeah. This is the state mandatory film class requirement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, and that's like pretty much uh, ideally what I would like to do. Like that's kind of what I was doing at, at CAST. Like there were some requirements I had to do, but at Armand Academy. But man, like I told you, I was playing basketball, man, like with kids during my work, and that's my work. Like that's my job. And nobody can say no. You know and what I mean? Nobody can say what I'm doing. Like you're not supposed to be doing that, sir. Exactly, exactly. You're not adding value to the institution, <laughs> sir. Get back, like, get back, and write some emails. Exactly. Yeah, you're right, man. You're totally right. And like, there's a there's a straight up routine. And I honestly think you could have the most chilled out life. Like man, that, you know, like especially I if you're in a school in like California or something. I really look. I really look up to. To our uh, our brother, Mr. Stephen Morrison, man, as, a, as 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 you know, not his life exactly, but parts of his life, I would like to emulate, which is to travel around the world, interacting with brilliant minds, and having amazing conversations in class. Like, why why wouldn't you want to do that? You know what I mean. And then later on, like a couple of years later, you go you 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 see them somewhere, and you start you go you know have a smoke with. With good students, you know what I mean? Who are friends now. Yeah, man. You, you live a pretty, like, engaged life that's never lonely. That's always interesting. So there's a, there's, now, a, there's a large appeal to that, man. Yeah, I feel... This is one thing I wanted, wanted to do. I think there's, there's the, the profession of the teacher. Whenever it's represented, is always represented defensively. At least when people have to talk about it in perspective of a profession, a potential profession. Yeah, right. You know? It's like, I have to be a teacher. Like, this is all I can get. It's defensive. It's like, I have purpose. I feel like purpose-driven life, you know. And honestly, I think 
that idea of showing what life actually looks like. But it's not for all teachers, man. If you teach algebra, you're... Yeah. <laughs> Did you have Matt Woodburn yeah, as a teacher, man? Uh, no, I didn't. Never. It was pretty average. And listen, I'm, more, I'm happy to help you come up with like a really interesting curriculum that will teach people a very interesting type of filming, which is like throwing people into the deep end, having them go immediately with this sense of, and no grades. They judge their own work. And as you, we sit together, we watch the work together, and you judge and you talk to me what you think about it. And you have to tell me on it what you actually think about it. Could it be better? Could it be worse? And that the self-judging thing leads people to really form their own perspective of who their voices are without this limitation of like, well, first we're going to learn about aperture. <laughs> See, aperture <laughs> is the iris. Well, the amount of light that the lens lets. It's like, oh my God. Interesting, man. Like, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't like, start with that. Like, or you wouldn't even mention it, right? Is that what you're saying? I think you, you would essentially open with this idea to schools that telling stories is one of the most valuable skills that you possibly have in the 21st century. Being able to transmit ideas and filmmaking is one of the most complete art forms that allows you to transmit an idea that has a real practical function in the real world. We're getting to a point where everybody know, needs to know how to make a video. It's just becoming one of those necessary skills, right? Yeah. When it was a PowerPoint, it's become a video. Everyone needs to know. Like, like everyone needs to learn how to build a website. It's just one of those things that people need to know. Yeah, man. And, okay, or another, another angle is like, what if what you're doing is consistently producing a very interesting voice about your school? In, the, in a medium that is very interesting, that you make sure that you limit your, your times, for example, that your videos are always really short and zippy, whatever, so that they forms a channel of really interesting student-made content. It's actually interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. It's actually, act, actually interesting because you give them the good gear to make it look good, you know? Yeah, just like how they made the... Like, they make their own plays and they... They have, yeah, like, these are, these are productions. Like you, you, you work with them, man. Creatively, you try and, like, inspire them. That's your goal. You're not teaching them technical things. You inspire them to find something in the deep part of their soul that they want to have to give to this camera. What are they thinking? What are they living? How do they bring that to the screen? You know? Just give them questions to think about. Never answers. Yeah. Wow, man. Because... It's like School of Rock, man. You could become the class that every single student always desperately looks forward to being in. Because it's always fun and never, ever hard. You know, I've... I've uh, it's never hard. Yeah. Go, go, go. Like, um, the, the, right, in fr right in front of my office at Amman Academy was the art teacher in her art, art room. Her art room was, was fairly large, you know. It consisted of three classrooms that were, you know, the walls were... You know, you know, it's just this one big room. And it was full of different stimuli. She made a beautiful area, uh, space. And we talk, man. And she's, you know, an actual teacher. Like, she's 
she's done this a while for a while and she has a beautiful she's an artist herself and she has a beautiful soul but the way that she interacts with the kids and the way that she breaks them down and has them find their own voice is one of the most beautiful things that you know that can be contributed to a, a kid and they do look forward to to her class every single time and they have this like kind of uh cultish view of her because of how she makes them explore themselves and allows them to really express themselves as art you know in, in through art and it's just like this is exactly what you're saying man and this is what what kids need and they always think that that's that's the one place where they can be themselves exactly and you get to finally because a big thing is that kids don't represent themselves in any way that's true to who they are and because that's what the smartphones they're sort of inspired to put filters over themselves and so when you have a film that are like self-portraits and you you try to also find the light in the world you know not all things need to feel dark and deep you also try to find the joy in their making and you have you try to make people laugh a lot you know like that could definitely be a big component of your the energy of your class but it's not like a deep psychological like troubled class. Yeah. it's more about where do, we find the light? where do listen use your theme where do we find the light yeah that's a great question you know that's a great question to start the whole class, man. Where do we find the light? And then they, just, they go crazy, and you you have no right, idea what they're gonna what they're gonna find and what they're gonna say. I would ask you to write down that quote or that question. Like, I definitely see the total value of working in a school, and I am very drawn to it myself. But there's something in me that tells me that there's a little bit too much ambition currently inside me to to go to that. And I think that each day I invest in myself now, I will become more valuable as a teacher in the long run. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. And as long as that ambition is there, you have to follow it. You have to follow it or else like it's unfair to you but the important thing would be to never put any rules on these kids do not give them a box that's the crazy thing about your class there are no rules yeah you can help some people with some technical stuff but in the end there are no rules everyone is tech savvy you have to figure your problems out in the film world that's where you start you figure your problems out yeah Pick up a camera, and you have, and you give the assignments, you paint them. Okay, I gave my cousin's assignment, but I haven't followed up. I said, one person discovering a new hobby, falling in love with a new hobby. Two minutes. But it's not what they expect. Yeah. Or, and, like, yeah. you're not restricted. That's yeah. not a box read, you know, that's... A, it's a very, very open-ended interpret interpretation. Mm. Or at least you tried to make them think that. And then you bring that. some professional. Of course. But then you bring some professional techniques into the equation. 
like I think the one problem is of course the amount of time you get with the students because that's one of the things that hurts in school that you only get short times with your students. Maybe the better idea is to summer camp. There's also this idea of um, but may- like sorry like if technical problems happen like limitations equals creativity right if like audio doesn't work you can make a movie with no audio exactly like exactly like you don't have audio well figure it out so well you got to submit something to me make it something that you'd want to watch exactly like that's I, I noticed that with a lot of ideas I had oh, this would be a great idea and I asked myself very simple question would I want to watch it and that's the most important so would people want to watch it would I want to watch it the the Charlie Puth like podcast with James with Jacob Collier he's he put one of his songs and like you see you see this a lot with with artists but like it was organic because it was a, a Instagram live kind of thing like he he played a song and he's jamming to his song man and Billie Eilish does the same thing and Adele does the same thing and these brilliant people like you have to make something that you enjoy that you like I mean, in some sense, like you have to actually really love your own music. Because if you make music that you don't love, but everybody else loves, you're gonna like you're gonna really hate yourself after you're playing it for thirty years. Yeah. Exactly. But I also don't think you should play anything for thirty years. <laughs> and live in service of others, you know, it's just you play it, you play it. Living it up in Hotel California. Look, the one quintessential logisticals problem we need to figure out is funding because we just want to be able to have the finance and not have to actually focus on worrying about that element. Well, I think we just need to focus on an idea and, you know, just write it and hash it down. And that's how we present it to people. Netflix would be like, I love it. Give him. I like the one of creative freedom. So it's like, here's the the assignment. It's a, it's a show about people who are creative people who are given budget and total creative freedom. And by that, they mean total creative freedom. I mean, it's like, look, the only limitation you have is time. Yeah. You have one week make anything and the fact is they can make a film or they can make a sculpture it doesn't matter because it's being filmed and the product is the thing that's being filmed and if they happen to make a film all the better yeah but something has to be what is creative freedom like you know yeah no expectation it doesn't have to be anything it's just be creative and not, not just be creative just like Make, make whatever you want but you're with a group of people and you have to sort of agree on what to make <laughs> do you want do you I want... worry how does it like part of it already feels like it descends into a reality TV show domain where uh, it's, it's different man it's different it's different we talked about uh, this I don't want that we talked about this it's different man no it's different. 
that's true. It's hard it's just, to. Hard it's how to you tell the story, man. Normal. Like the way the like you know you you saw it in the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader thing. There is a there is a formula that they follow, man. That is it. That's why, like for me, I, yeah, that's why you couldn't watch it, and that's why I loved watching it. it. Was like, they follow a formula. Like, I know exactly what she's gonna say, or like what she's gonna do, or what's gonna happen. It's funny, right? There's, it's not like you just film reality and watch how it unfolds. It doesn't unfold that way. Yeah, man. The editing, you make it unfold. The editing, the editing process for them, it's really important. So, like, we we edit it the way we want to. We tell the story the way we want to. Like that, that's yeah. the scariest part for me for this film is is when it comes to editing, man. I really don't know what I'm gonna do, but I mean I'll get through it. But it's like that's pretty pretty much where it ends. It's like the editing, how you tell the story. Anyways, and I think it's interesting to like. Wouldn't it be really interesting to see what happens when you give these creatives five hundred bucks to work with, and when you give them a hundred thousand bucks to work with? Yeah, and to see like which one actually yields the better outcome, you know? Yeah, especially if you give both the equal equal value. You know what I mean? Well, the the question is like, does putting more money in the product make the the product more valuable to the person observing it? Exactly. And, well, you know, yeah. I think the, the hypothesis is that no, it won't. But creative freedom—that's the concept. And that way, you don't have to limit yourself to any kind of like writing process. It's just like, okay, you just need to come up with the space because you, you want to put people in a beautiful space, right? And you give them access to any drugs they want to do, anything they want. And the thing is, after seven days, you have to have made something, <laughs> anything. <laughs> Doesn't matter. And so it's like, there's no pressure to how big it needs to be or how important it needs to be. It's like anything. So no stress, no stress. Just make anything. You don't think? You, do you think stress is not, is not like doesn't belong with creativity? I don't. Well, I think it typically does belong with creativity. So what we're doing is trying to eliminate it and watching what happens then. Interesting. Like we're not. It, it depends on the people you put in the room, right? Some people are going to be like, like meet you and me, like, fuck, let's do something, you know, let's do something really cool. Mm. And some people will be like, yeah, laid back, I'm stressed, shut It just depends on the people you're doing it with. Yeah, but it's about true. combining. It's like doing chemistry experiments with your creative brains, combining them with other people. It's like thoroughbreds mating, you know, seeing what the brain child is, <laughs> and then documenting the process. Tell me that's not fucking fascinating. You like, you get to a point where you like Ed Sheeran. Do you want to just like brainstorm with us? And be like, yeah, mate. And then we'll just, you know, to be honest, I said, as soon as I said, I'm like, that's not a desirable thing necessarily for me. It's just a dude, you know. I want just random creative people. Yeah, man. That's that's what I realized too, man. It's just you gotta be with creative people. That's it. Like, Ed Sheeran is Ed Sheeran, and Neiruz is Neiruz. Like, that's that's exactly, exactly. fine. That's it. It really it's doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. What? Yeah, because like, yeah. make anything. Is it music? Is it anything? It doesn't matter, right? And Netflix is like, but surely there need to be rules. No, there won't be. That's this game. We'll give you 10 episodes, and each episode is based on in a different house, in a certain different space, with a different budget. But they have all the tools that they could possibly need. 
the tools to make a video, tools to make photos, the tools to make music, and tools to make sculpture. Whatever, well, in general, like they have access to whatever tools they need because they have budget, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe they have no tools at all. I don't know. I mean, it could be, like, it could be anything, man. It's... You can give someone a box and some film and they can make a movie. Pinhole camera. Like you can do anything. It's true. You can do anything. Okay, so this is a good idea, man. I think it'll be one that will be fun to engage in without having to overthink it too much. It's 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 making, right? It's all making. The whole process is just making. And the excuse is you need to find a couple of creative people, a bunch of different ones, and you combine different people. So each episode is a different combination of different people with a couple of constants. So the constants in this case being you and me. So this is kind of like essentially what it is. Yeah. Like let's let's take it out of theory. Essentially, dude, this is you and me. A bunch of different houses, beautiful houses all over the world. And inviting creative people to spend a week with us to have with a certain amount of budget to make anything together with us that's the concept and each one is perhaps in a different country with different types of creative people and we just see where it goes you know and you just film the experience film the experience and then whatever is made like the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like, I, I actually have truly no idea, truly no idea what it would yield, if it would be, but don't you think an honest, an honest look into what a creative process looks like, without trying to script an outcome, don't you think that's worth exploring? Hmm. you don't have to go crazy at first and I don't need a crazy amount of money like the most you would give one group is 10 grand like at first you know you don't have to like we're not talking about it and in the end is Netflix so whatever you sure here take your half or half a million see what you make <laughs> like whatever it's a, it's a creative idea see what goes yeah. that's what they'll say yeah yeah man Like, and this could start even smaller, like, the way we execute it. Basically, so you yeah. You can already do a proof of concept. Yeah, and whatever, whenever we agree to do, to meet up somewhere, we can just do it. Just, like, if we go, for example, to, yes. to kind of a country where we both don't know what we're doing, like... Beautiful, like uh, Ukraine, <laughs> and um, find people there. <laughs> You're bound to find someone. Oaxaca, man. Maybe, yeah. Oaxaca. Maybe it's not a Netflix show, man. Maybe it's just uh, like we do it for ourselves, you know? And we just have to figure out, like, how to find where the creative people are. All I'm, yeah, so, all I'm saying like, is that we can, this is very doable. It doesn't have to be large money. This is doable now. Um, 
and you go to, like you go to a local university and you say you go to like the creative writing class and you ask the creative some of the creative writing students you, like you make friends with them and you're like hey listen we're some of those creative people you know bro you know like, like we're, we're yeah. just more all, all i did all i did for for that in oaxaca was to go to a, a like a talk like there was a there was a photographer who was talking so we went to i went to a, a center and there were people there that were very creative people and that's it like you don't you know it's easy it's so easy <sighs> Is that from Namal Gad? That's interesting. Yeah, I know. I feel that way. But I do feel that's what I'm saying. I feel I feel positive energy. Oh man, yeah. I suppose that's it's important to respect that the process is a process and I guess the process for a lot of people involves procrastinating and and circling around the the idea the topic you know yeah <laughs> i feel like i want to get this this project done so i can get to another project you know well it's also good to be able to have a couple concurrent projects i think it's better creatively for all of your projects like in the long run. Yeah. Well, this is a big pro. This is not big, but it's like it requires some some physical and mental attention. Here's how it works. That's you work with, on a with, bunch with someone of else. At the with same someone time. else. You give attention to a bunch of different projects, and then at some point, one of them takes the focus, and that's where you pay your attention. But as soon as that's over, you don't stare at the blank slate. You have a bunch of little ones that are sitting there looking at you, and then you sort of engage with them. Sometimes you add new ones, sometimes you take them mm. out. And so there's always some sort of a, some little pool, a little bank that you have that's going. That's, I think, yeah. that's the, I think the way that it needs to be. Yeah, maybe. Like staying away from the blank page. And, and staying away, like right now, you sit there and you're like, what should I do next? What should I do next? And maybe it's like, let the creative process flow for itself. And work on it and then work on something else to refresh the mind yeah it's like saying man you can't do your biceps every day that's true <laughs> way to go getting a gym analogy there gym getting a guy in the gymnasio I mean, let's be honest, man. We uh, came up with a couple of good ideas. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Like. <laughs> and also, man. Yeah. I I I would love to live in the city at some point, and when things go normal, where you and I join an improv. Man, I <laughs> you know I audition I auditioned for one at AU and they did not like me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but yeah. You don't. I don't. I don't think you should audition for an improv. No, we create our own improv. Like, man. I, yeah, like video. What about video improv? Like, on the screen improv. I don't know. I feel like like the live stage is a very different emotional interaction. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you cannot, you can't redo it. You know. That's true. Have you have you watched the? 
I think it's very important for life. Have you watched any improv shows lately? No, man, I haven't. I should probably watch some. It's really funny. Well, some of it is. It depends also on like the cultural references and all that. There's there's it's one hard, on, man. There's, there's one on Netflix with um with the guy from uh, uh from Silicon Valley. Richard. Sure. Oh. Yeah, him him and uh this other guy. Um what movie did we watch? Man, have you ever watched Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. Oh, that's really good stuff. I should probably download that stuff for TFG Flix now that I think of it. Yeah. So, the are the prompts from the audience, or are they from a hat? They're from a hat or something, right? I mean, they have a set of prompts that they like to give them. Yeah. It keeps it fresh, you know. They keep giving them. You, you can't ask them the same creative creative question constantly. You have to keep a new game every couple they, of minutes. They they um their their process is that they get on stage and they ask the audience, um, and the, at least for the series was. What are you looking forward to, or what are you, what are you re- regretting? And then they just start asking a couple like follow up questions, and then they they make a story. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm actually, and it's pretty. How is it? I like the I like the first one. I think, and then the second, it just got like a little bit more le- less and less uh, appealing to me, so I stopped watching. But first one, first the first one and the second one, I think, were good. They're on Netflix. Too. It also has to do. With, it also has to do with the people, like the the actors. If you can somehow, if you enjoy their performance. And... Yeah, no, they're good, man. Richard's really good. I really like him. I don't. I don't know his name, but. Um. <laughs> I think it's. I have no idea. <laughs> That's Thomas. Thomas. Uh... Middle Ditch. Middle Ditch. Middle Ditch and Swartz, I think. Yeah, that's what it's called. I don't know what you can find. Anything on Netflix you can't really take. You can't really find. Thomas Middle Ditch and Ben Schwartz. I also want to make sure that Nothing we ever do is even remotely political. Man, I would not like to do that. Like, and that's one of the rules. Where do you find the light? Oh, man, that. Oh, that high. I'm, I'm back to the ground. That was, uh, <laughs> what was the adjective of uh, brown skin, dark skinned? Swarty, I think. Swarty, yes. Swarty, swarty. 
and uh, that was Robbie Lobby and uh, Swarty Suhai with you tonight, um, January 16th, 2021. Swarty Sue. Have a good night, everybody.